A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Hello, fellow travelers. We are reaching the end of this journey. In our last stop for season one, we're going to go further into the future. Neon. Magic. Persistent shared experiences. Parallel. Presence. Connection. Community. Imagination. Creation. Revolution. Immersive. Digital asset. Shared experience. Virtual. Digital layer. Freedom. Nascent. Collaboration. Shared worlds. Possibilities. Internet. Togetherness. Human imagination realized. Community. Connection. Dreamscape. Digital future. Virtual land. 3D internet. We started this podcast with a word. Metaverse. What you just heard is an audio collage of the first word that came to the minds of our guests when they heard the word metaverse. What word comes to your mind? We started this journey in an effort to better understand where the future of the internet is heading, as well as to help you explore the metaverse. And just as we were doing that, something quite interesting happened. I believe the metaverse is the next chapter for the internet. And it's the next chapter for our company too. In case you didn't recognize the voice, that's Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook. He announced that his company will become a metaverse company. Zuckerberg marked the shift in focus with a name change. The company we've known as Facebook for more than a decade will now be called Meta. If ever there was a timestamp in history, this would be it. We are moving from the 2D social web to the 3D web. And while Facebook may be a part of that journey, as we've heard time and time again from experts, no one company will own the metaverse and no one person's vision for the future of the metaverse will prevail. We're all building it together. So what will the future of the metaverse look like? That's the subject of today's episode, the final episode in season one of this podcast. I'm Kathy Hackle, and I'll be your host and guide as we explore the future of connected technologies. You're listening to episode eight, Metaverse 2030. So what is the future of the metaverse? One theme we kept coming back to was identity and how the metaverse will enable new kinds of ontological exploration. Rafaela Camera, the head of brands and advertiser solutions at Epic Games, summarized it nicely 
when I asked her about the future of the metaverse. There are a couple that come to mind for me. The first is expanded identity. I think we will all have ever-changing identities that we might want to create or modify or smooth or show up in different places as somebody slightly different. So that I think a lot about, and I think we're starting to see some of those examples with avatars. Scott Belsky from Adobe agrees. I think in 2030, we're all gonna have many different identities. And we're going to be excited about that, right? And every identity can have a different fashion. Every identity can create and participate in different types of content, can have different social networks. And so in some ways, think about the amount of creativity that that will stimulate, especially as people can explore the other parts of themselves. While the metaverse will open up new ways of knowing and exploring the self, it will also augment the way we understand the world around us. But this won't be a quantum leap forward into a totally digital existence. It'll be a continued blending of the digital and the physical. Once again, Rafaela Camera. I really don't think that we will keep on interacting with with the world around us in a digital environment, looking at the screen, looking down, bending our head. Hopefully we will be a little bit straighter and I think it will all be around us in, in a variety of different ways. When computer technology first came about, you went to a computer terminal to interact with digital. Now we're seeing that digital is meeting us where we're at in the context that we're at. And I I just see that continuing. So the gap between us thinking something and experiencing it in digital, I think, will, will shrink. That's Zoe Zoon. She's the vice president of the Experience Center at IAB, the Interactive Advertising Bureau. John Bazell has a similar idea. He's the business development director of Epic Games' Unreal Engine. He's also my co-author for our book called The Augmented Workforce, how artificial intelligence, augmented reality, and 5G will impact every dollar you make. We have been on a long, slow collision between our brains and computers. You know, it wasn't that long ago you had to go seek out computers and eventually they came to the office and then they came to your home office and then eventually they went in your backpack or on your wrist and eventually there'll be computers will be in the world all around you. I mean even now you can just shout your instructions into the air and a computer in the cloud just figures it out, right? And this heretofore has been mostly verbal or it's been kind of text-based. It's been kind of based on audio or voice, but it's becoming visual so that separation where we have to go seek out a glowing rectangle to get work done, that's going away. The future is about seamless interaction with digital content and experiences, mixing with the physical world, and not really thinking about apps or swiping, but just going about your daily life. Carolina Arguelles Navas from Snap agrees. It's not necessarily about leaving this world behind to enter a new one, but instead, it's about pulling the digital closer to us. Well, we believe the internet is getting closer to our reality, and we're invested in reality. Right now, the internet feels separate because, again, it's limited to the screens on our computers or that small screen of our mobile phone, but the future is one where the internet and computing is seamlessly integrated with the physical things around us. All you'll need to do is look up. And in terms of Snap's role, we want to develop platforms and technologies that enable creators, developers, businesses, and everyday people to not only build content for this future, but ideally improve the way that we live our lives. We hope to power cameras everywhere, 
not just on Snapchat, but also in wearables like Spectacles and in other apps or even retail locations with our developer solutions like CameraKit. If the camera is the future of the way that we'll start to interact with digital things, how can Snap help power cameras to enable that digital layer with a platform of technology that is robust and a platform of technology that is accessible? As at the end of the day, we believe that in investing in reality rather than replacing it entirely is really going to allow us to improve the way that people live their lives. How are big telecommunications companies thinking about the metaverse? It really truly is limitless, right? It's limitless creativity. So whether that be on one side, just a, a layer on our reality, I sometimes think about walking down the street with my eight-year-old and five-year-old and their view of a physical environment or a space could be much different than, than what mine is. What's the kid lens that you put on you know, a street corner where it l- literally creates an alternate reality even as we're together? Two, I think deep, deep, immersive worlds and experiences that we haven't even imagined yet. I think right now we're at the stage where we're we're translating uh, what we know into the virtual space. But as we continue to explore there, there really is all new kinds of places we can travel, go, experience beyond what, what we can even imagine now. Tiffany Rolf is the Global Chief Creative Officer at RGA, a digital agency and innovation consultancy headquartered in New York. Andrew McKechnie, is an SVP and Chief Creative Officer at Verizon. So 2030, and I'm sure a whole bunch of things will change by then, but I would say that ultimately, I think it will be definitely a wonderland, but it will be a place where maybe it feels more organic in terms of the the seamlessness, in terms of the way that you may experience the metaverse, may not be so manufactured in the way in which I think a lot of experiences are now in terms of you really needing to to kind of participate and be aware of how you are engaging in a particular experience. And a lot of those are either kind of native to a particular platform, whether it's gaming, so you're kind of in that world because you're in the gaming world, or you're participating in it because you're a a fan of a, a musician or a fashion label, and therefore you have an innate interest in participating in it. And so you're your, your, your barrier of entry is, is kind of reduced there. And I think the, the ideal world or state is going to be, you're going to be able to define these experiences a little bit more on your own terms and how you engage in them and when you engage with them will, will feel more seamless. As we discussed in episode three, gaming may be the parent of the metaverse, but it's not all there is to it. What I envision is really these magnificent virtual worlds that are so much more than games. That's Jonathan Ras Friedman, the founder and CEO of SuperSocial, a company that's building virtual worlds and experiences, starting with Roblox. They're essentially an approach to how we live and express ourselves over the internet as these virtual worlds enable us to be 
more social, to experience these relationships in a more immersive way. I think it's going to open up opportunities of how humans, humans socialize online, what humans can create together online. And I think the possibilities are immense beyond our imagination at the moment. We're talking about quite a long time, a decade. A lot is going to happen in that time frame. And ultimately for us at Super Social, again, it's about fostering communities that aspire to be creative, that want to be together and get to know people in a more authentic, inclusive way, and ultimately also providing opportunities for people to not only have fun, but also make a living and prosper in those virtual worlds. Also, as we discussed, the metaverse is different from the technology that powers it, but the technology will dictate the future of how far things can go. For Don Allen Stevenson III, it's hard not to talk about the future of the metaverse without also anticipating the hardware. Yeah, so I, I do think that like glasses, smart glasses and augmented reality glasses are going to eventually overtake smartphones. I'm putting that around like a 10 year kind of mark, but we'll see a lot of new integrations. Uh, I think a lot of it's gonna be like, the phone's gonna be powering the brain of glasses and displays for a while. But I think in the long run, we might just replace those entirely. We might, we might just have glasses. I don't, I think 10 years or so, but it could be probably a lot longer, but my, my optimism thinks that around 10 years from now, we'll see some, some pretty compelling stuff. It's like, what, 2031? That's a lot of time. Don Allen is a digital creator who has collaborated with the likes of Adobe, Snap, and Sony. Benoit Pagodo also anticipates a more seamless future powered by technology, which will give context to things like NFTs and make the metaverse more tangible. We think it's really going to be a groundbreaking technology and it's just that the device to truly experience it is not here yet but the moment that device will be we think it will be adopted by many people because it will be the best ways to really understand as well NFTs you know for now they just stay in your wallet so the moment you can start to display and showcase them to everyone we can view them with these air glasses it's really going to take that extra more tangible uh, utility. As Lindsay McInerney the former global head of technology and innovation at AVMF shares, there's going to be a ton of exploration in the coming years, and we can look to the development of the social web to understand the next chapter of the metaverse. Next 12 to 18 months, I think you're going to see a lot more exploration. So I don't think that there are many brands right now not thinking, how do I do an NFT? What NFT is right for us? Or starting to plot out which communities they might have a, an interesting part of or be able to contribute to. So I think you'll start to see a lot more of that. I think the NFTs will come first. I think that they're easier for brands to get their heads around. And I think you'll start to see a lot more NFT projects and partnerships from brands. Partnerships feel like a really safe and interesting way for brands to enter and learn and have less risk in doing so because they're entering and partnering with communities where there already is an ecosystem and there's already something at play. So I think that that will be really a good place for most brands to start. And then I think, you know, what starts to happen in the next five to 10 is that similar to how social sort of buried a lot of companies that were once interesting, I think that this next wave buries a lot of other companies that can't keep up and just can't figure out how to be interesting in this space but we will see a lot more really interesting companies emerge. You'll see the Netflix, the Airbnb, the Uber of this new era emerge in the next five to 10 years, and they're being built right now. As Carrie Murphy highlights, this is a paradigm shift in the way we think about everything. 
And what will be especially disruptive are the new business models and opportunities that are about to go up for grabs. We're creating a new new business model, a new revenue stream where people simply by participating in the digital fashion economy can start making income. The whole idea that I, that I learned from, from Anne-Christine, from uh, Tommy Hilfiger, she mentioned it to me the first time that I heard it, the where to earn economy. Simply by wearing digital fashion or participating in digital fashion, you can create an earning. So those are the type of things that I'm super excited about. It's almost going to the level that giving political power to people, because we're organizing DAOs, and we're organizing decentralized autonomous organizations where people can create their own governance models. And simply by using digital fashion as a means, they can be making money, they can be making decisions, they can be building communities, they can be partaking in communities that are supposed to be safe and supportive of each other. So those are the type of things that I'm super excited about. And now is finally the time, simply because of simple technology, but technology, blockchain technology, really enabling all of this. And not only the technology, but really being surrounded by visionary people who have the same vision and who are contributing to a more positive, a more equitable future for everybody to partake. However, the, the, the privilege there still is that you need to have access to technology. So we, we realize the, the privileges that we have right now. But once we're capable of getting through the, the, rich, the, the first layers and get everybody involved, then we can really start trying to distribute wealth in an equitable way. Anshul Sag is similarly optimistic, although he cautions that the future of the metaverse is the future of the internet. And just like the existing internet, there will be good and bad. I think the future of the metaverse will be that we can experience the metaverse in multiple places. And right now, I think for a very long time, the metaverse will be something that you experience primarily in, in a solitary place. But as the metaverse matures, and its capabilities improve, I think the metaverse will expand into much broader area outside of the home, outside of the office, and into the park and into the movie theater and all those kinds of things where it becomes more spatial and more aware of your location. I think the metaverse has so much positive opportunity and there's a lot of benefit that I think the world can gain from the metaverse. You know, in my mind, I see the possibility of creating fully virtual schools where anyone can attend a school from anywhere and experience it almost as if they're in person. But there's also bad parts of it as well. And I think the more open the internet of the future, because, you know, to me, the metaverse is ultimately just an evolution of what the internet is today. I, I think that there is a lot of opportunity for good and bad, and that we have to understand that there will always be a balance of the both. And there should be some rules that we universally agree upon with the metaverse, hopefully similar to how we've agreed with the internet, and ensure that it's a still a safe and generally good place for people to experience new things. Anshul Sag is the principal analyst at More Insight and Strategy, 
a global technology consulting firm. Others are thinking about how to merge the metaverse with the universe. And that's exactly what Richard Askham, a marketing entrepreneur and the CMO at Gravity, is thinking about. Gravity is helping brands go to space and will soon be launching the first NFTs that will go to the moon. Literally, from the moon, uh, Gravity is going to produce an NFT platform that will allow terraformers to merge the universe with the metaverse, Zach's favorite saying at the moment. But the goal really is propagating that consciousness and that novelty really throughout every depth of reality. Yes, you heard that right. NFTs that are heading to the moon, literally to the moon, merging the metaverse and the universe. So terraformers that we're creating, the NFTs are more than just a piece of digital art or an avatar. These are going to the moon. We're going to send them on the next moon landing, spring 2022. The Gravity Terraformant platform, an NFT platform, will land and live on the moon. So as these two worlds merge and behavior crosses those uh, boundaries between the metaverse and the universe, we want to be there with our terraformers being sent back to Earth, embedded in... Terraformers, by the way, are embedded into the spacecraft and sent back down to Earth where they will be sold over and and also live on the Ethereum blockchain after they reach their destination. So they will, of course, have accomplished their mission. Well, what we're talking about here is more than just a piece of digital art or, or an avatar. A Terraformer owner receives access to the ship with members' rights and benefits, just like a board Apes owner receives access to the club. But our first mission, of course, is to the moon. And I think that's something that's going to possibly make a little bit more noise than others. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So what do brands need to do to future-proof their businesses? According to Zoe Zoon, there's two ways companies can enter the metaverse. There's probably two ways for brands to, to, to approach this. They can either put their brand into existing metaverses. Like for example, Gucci went into Roblox and worked with their creators. And in that scenario, I think it's really important to understand the community that you're entering and make it really feel like high fidelity, that it fits. People don't want that illusion broken. They're, they're in this alternate reality and they want that upheld. And it's almost like, you know how gamers have that sacredness of gaming and they don't want the environment to feel not real. So I think, it ha- really important for brands to tap into the community and authenticity of those spaces. And then the other potential way that I see this going is brands creating their own worlds. So a brand universe that is somewhere where a consumer can go, like for example, enter the world of Coca-Cola and they've created a whole world that's that's theirs. So I think it's, it, 
I see one of those two, either a combination of those two or, or brands going one of those two directions. Tiffany Roll from RGA reminds us that we have a responsibility to create the metaverse that we want to see. As we are an, you know, an agency at RGA that creates through tech is, is we have to help define what this future is that we're creating. You know, I think that's part of our responsibility as brands, as as agencies, is to you know create the world we we want to be in. Right? You know, how are we looking at it and keeping an eye you know on things like sustainability and privacy and digital rights and all those things that we're dealing with. I think in in the real world, even real becomes kind of a weird word because it it will be just as real as as our reality. But how are we actually creating a world that we all want to be in? You know, as we as we venture into a new one, I think. I think it's something that we all have a responsibility and accountability to as well. In addition to accountability, what we've heard over and over again from our guests is that entering the metaverse will not be business as usual for brands. I had the chance to interview NFT investor Maddie, known on Twitter and YouTube as DCO Blogger. He's a leading voice in the NFT space. I think they need to understand the demographic and the people and the community. Right now, the demographic is very crypto and NFT blockchain native. And for some brands, it's hard to connect with because that is not their audience. Their audience exists in the real world doing different things. I think they need to nurture, or at, at least in the short term, and this may not be true in the long term when everyone's sort of plugging into the space. But in the short term, I think they really need to value the people in this space, respecting this space and usually and using it to the best of its ability, not really just selling something and going away. I think... We've seen some brands come in and it's kind of accepted now in the in the space that when brands come in, they just drop their NFTs and don't really do much after. And it's, it's frustrating for the space because we thought that people would come in and start building and do fun stuff with the community. But not everyone is as optimistic about the metaverse. As Chadrit Sema points out, while a lot of it may be fun and games, we have to think of the implications of the metaverse on future generations. And just as the social web has had impacts on our children, so too will Web 3.0. The future of the metaverse to me is fraught with potential dangers (laughs) and surprises. If we take a look at how current social media platforms are are managed and cared for, there's a side of me that worries a little bit about how that's going to behave and be in the future. What are we starting to introduced to younger generations. And don't get me wrong, we love being in VR, my home, my son loves it, plays Beat Saber every day. We're always experiencing understanding, you know, what's cool, what's next. But then, like I said, on the other side of that, there's this huge potential to connect, to connect each other. Yesterday, I I was in Oculus, I was in a big screen, I jumped into a theater, and everybody was singing karaoke. So I joined, it's just fun. I mean, so there's a lot of opportunity to do a lot of fun things. And I know that's just not really, maybe not the big future picture, but it's these places where people can go and connect with their avatar and which I know that you hit on a lot. It's buying those virtual items and those avatars to my son. It's real. It's a real thing. It's a real tangible thing. It's like buying a piece of clothing. It's important how you... You get out there and you look, like in Fortnite. So I think there's the dark side and the, the light side is something that as a society we kind of have to gauge and, and, and maintain and understand and slowly walk into this and realize that the potential for danger is there. But then it's also very exciting to figure out how do we all start to really connect on a new and, and different level. 
Chad Ritzema is the XR Manager of Marketing and Retail for Lucid Motors, a new generation of luxury electric cars. Jonathan Glick predicts it will take about 10 years time for us to build the infrastructure of the metaverse. And as much as we want to replicate our existing reality, what's most exciting is the opportunity to build a new and better future, one that's not trying to mimic the past or the present. So we think a lot about this 10 year time frame, and I think it's particularly helpful in this domain because I think it's going to take about 10 years for us to have the kind of like truly interoperable, immersive, you know, highly realistic, highly compelling virtual environments that we're talking about. Which isn't to say that we're we're going to have we're going to have all sorts of important breakthroughs along the way. It's going to be very very exciting. But I think 10 years is a good you know stake in the ground for the beginnings of what we're really talking about when we talk about you know the real world but better a space that you can go into play work interact and do things that would not have been possible in the real world let me give you one example just to kind of wet your whistle kathy right now there's a lot of focus on the enterprise aspects of the metaverse in other words people are imagining collaboration or you know work work in the metaverse settings right i've seen probably 50 different virtual conference rooms right where people are all in their avatars sitting around a conference table chatting and their little avatar heads nodding as as the other person talks i think we're going to see plenty of companies that do that and they're going to raise a lot of money and and, and some of them will probably be successful but what i think in 10 years time we're going to see is the development of entirely new metaphors new modes for people to work together why just mirror the conference room of today the conference room isn't a particularly wonderful way to work what else could we do well what about a 3d whiteboarding system where users could fly around connecting ideas with magic lines such that it creates a huge idea map of the space that the group is discussing. I'm using that just as an example of the kind of native metaphors that will eventually emerge as we have a generation of developers and designers play with the technologies that will only be developed five years from now. So if you ask me about 10 years, I think 10 years will be the beginning of the truly native uh, immersive metaverse experience with all of the, the breakthroughs that that Asad J. Malik, an amazing entrepreneur and the founder of Jadu AR, says the future is going to be filled with more communities, and the ties to those communities will be more powerful than ever before. We're definitely like we're moving towards a, a world in which I think we're going to have more and more communities. We're basically going to have more people coming together on certain aesthetic and or also moral grounds where they form their identity by being a part of a certain community because you know they share the aesthetic sensibilities of that community and also the moral sensibilities of that community but you know it's not how things have been on the internet before but this time people actually have financial and monetary lives tied to these communities and their interests in those communities and that's really powerful and i think in relation to the physical planet that's even more powerful because you know even with pokemon go we saw how much of an impact 
you know, an AR world scale game can have on the real world. We were, we saw crowds of people move from one part of town to another, or, you know, certain shops making more money than before because there is like a Pokemon gym nearby or people dying in car accidents because they're trying to find Pokemons. Like we saw all these kind of unintended consequences of people engage with the physical planet. And we really think that's a really powerful concept. And in order to do it right, it has to be done in a communally owned manner where the community of players really kind of gets to form some of the ideas around incentive systems that allow people to move around this physical world because that it just has a lot of consequences. Assad is the CEO of Jadu AR. But most importantly, as John Bassell reminds us, the future of the metaverse is in our hands and it's being shaped by you and me. We all go through these cycles, right, where we get excited about a new technology. And, and sometimes if you read a lot of stories in the media, you can think that the opportunity is closed up. This is so early. This is like 1993 for the web. It's like 2005 or 2006 for the smartphone. If you're listening to this, you have the opportunity to dramatically change not only what your company does, but really what your path is too. And, you know, there's great ways for people to already get in and start experimenting. You know, we'd love for you to use Fortnite Creative or even Unreal Engine to start thinking about what virtual worlds and characters would mean to your story, to your brand story. So early is really like the first word that comes to my mind. And, and the second one would be open. You know, openness is so very important. Epic and Unreal Engine stands for open standards. Chris Ebling agrees. He's the creative director and co-founder of Virtually Human Studios, the creators of Sedrun, a digital horse racing platform. Not one person or one company is going to own the internet. Of course, there's going to be major stakeholders like Facebooks and Googles, but the metaverse is going to be built by us. And for me, the metaverse is exactly like the internet we have now, except for it's 3D visualized. It's a place where you have presence and agency, where you can step into these alternate universes and realities where, you know, again, and what excites me about the blockchain power is it's going to be the fuel like NFTs and blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. I feel is going to be the fuel and the ecosystem of these metaverses like we're seeing with with games like Zed Run or, or Axie Infinity or, or even places like Decentraland and Sandbox. But what is really important for me and I think for our team as well at Virtually Human is the interoperability. And I think that's really, really important that we have to be able to transfer our digital assets or our digital avatars and our digital selves through these different domains right now. Right now, we're still pretty siloed off. And then mind you, early, early days like this is the early days of the Internet. This is, you know, dial up speed we're, we're talking about. Just wait till we get to broadband speeds. And then we'll be able to, you know, bring a character from one game into another seamlessly. So there's, there's a lot that has to be, you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations and a framework that needs to be created for this. And, I, and that, that's going to be created by, you know, people like yourself, Kathy. People like me, and more importantly, you, will build the metaverse. And maybe this time around, things will be different. I think my friend John Bazell sums it up really well with these final wise words. We want people to, to see what we're creating. We want them to access it. We want them to help shape it. You know, we want that if, if you create content, you should be able to set it free for people to enjoy and to extend. And, you know, it's really a reset potentially for everybody that's currently on the internet to have more control 
over where their data goes and to know what happens when they enter a space or they interact with a brand. So, you know, early, get in there and, and make your mark. There's still a lot of time and open. This doesn't have to be like it's been. There's a chance for all of us to work together to make something better. We are at the end of our journey, and I want to thank you for trusting me to be your captain on this expedition into the future. My hope is that after listening to these eight episodes, your inspiration has been ignited, your curiosity peaked, and your eagerness to build and collaborate has been stirred up. It has been a true honor and privilege being invited into your mental metaverse every week. Remember, in the metaverse, we are all world builders, and now is your time to build. I hope I have served you well on this journey, and I leave you with an audio collage of the phrases and words that our guests thought of when they thought about the future of the metaverse. Signing off for season one, this is Kathy Hackle, and I hope I see you in the metaverse. Freedom of movement. Connection. Human empowerment. Innovation and creativity. Symbiotic with reality. Community. Community. Autonomy. Expanded identity. Early. Connectedness. The Metaverse Marketing Podcast was brought to you by Adweek. It's hosted by me, Kathy Hackle, and edited by Divergent Productions. Amanda Costco is our executive producer, and Al Manorino is Adweek's production director. If you like our podcast, please subscribe or follow and leave us a review. This will help more people find our podcast as they navigate the metaverse waters. If you're listening to us on a podcasting app, you already know how to get your podcast. So please subscribe. If you're on Adweek's website, consider subscribing to the podcast by searching metaverse marketing. Time has flown by and we are now at the end of the first part of our journey into the metaverse. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.